When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for listening to Knocking Doors Down, brought to you by KDD Media Company. It's funny, dude. Like, I remember just in my 20s, like, you know, this girl I was dating, I mean, she was, like, crying. I was literally, no, I was late teens, 20s, and it just, she was freaked out because, like, if we went out anywhere, it's like, okay, well, I have to make, at the time, was screwdrivers. So I had to drink up, like, three screwdrivers just so we could go out. Sure. And I was like trying to explain to her like i don't know i just don't feel comfortable around people unless i'm drunk you know? your anxiety yeah and it just bit, freaked yeah. her out mm-hmm. dude it just freaked her out and it's like yeah it's still like that man inside the 5150 studios this is knocking doors down your host jason here with mikey what is going on people of course i come from a background of uh, alcoholism some uh, divorce some childhood trauma and other areas but taking all those things and used them to fuel my future and do positive things this podcast and of course uh, mikey some struggles as well yeah i got myself busted a time or two and- but Makes us who we are today, am I right? That's right, and we can turn all those negative things into a positive thing, and our guest, Edward Furlong, is doing just that. That's right, Edward Furlong, man, such a cool dude to talk with. Yeah, he really was uh, such a blast, and uh, you're going to hear him get into all kinds of stuff. Of course, we will ask him about some of those movies you want to know about, Terminator 2, of course, being one of them. It is one of the all-time greatest action sci-fi films of all time. Uh, We get into a little Detroit Rock City. My personal favorite. And uh, really talk about the uh, depths of his addiction and uh, how it really got taken off, and and a lot of the things and decisions that he made were pretty bad, but... uh, you know, eventually hit that point of just needing to turn life around. So it's uh, great to see him. He was a total blast. We got to go to L.A., interview him in a hotel room. Was such a cool guy. Yeah, just, you know, even he was like, oh, you got the whole setup and whatnot, because we were kind of wondering how that was going to go with L.A. County being completely shut down, but we made it work. We made it work, and uh, we couldn't have done it without our sponsor, 5150. That's right, 5150LTM.com. If uh, you watch some of the videos uh, that we posted all the time and the ones this week with Edward, uh, you'll see that Mikey and myself are wearing 5150 gear. You can click the link in the podcast description. Head on over there to the store. Pick yourself up some of that gear that uh, really is what knocking doors down is all about turning your adversities into your advantage or living the madness as they say and uh, when we say that we mean taking the idea of anything that you want to do and achieve and that you can go out and put all your effort into it and go out and get it if you want it that much let's get it Edward Furlong with us. Mikey, this is so badass. Thanks for joining us, man. Thank you, man. Edward, what is up, dude? (laughs) Dude, just glad to be here, man. Yeah. Yeah. Glad to be here. I'm like totally impressed because we're in a hotel. We got, set a, up here. we got yeah. the setup, man. You guys yeah. are legit. Yeah, no, we yeah. are. We wouldn't, we wouldn't shortchange you, you know. This is a cool experience for us. Of course, you know, 
It's good, like Mike and I were talking, we, you know, we've gone through, you know, your career of movies and kind of grew up with you at the same time. And so it's it's yeah. kind of a trip, too, for us to come and, and talk about, you know, sobriety. I know that there's some of the things I know about your path to it that I can You guys are both sober, right? Well, yeah, mine was alcohol, so that was what mine yeah. was. And Mikey had uh, uh, cocaine usage. I had cocaine. I did, uh, I was in rehab for cocaine and whatnot. So I drink on occasion, yeah. but I, drugs are out. Drugs yeah. are out. So sober to be like the definition of it, no, because I'll still have cocktails on the weekend and whatnot. But yeah. I was what Jason calls a normie. I can have <laughs> yeah. some and then stop. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. That's right? amazing, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Here I, am. I have like one beer now, and I'm like, okay, I need a rail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. I. You know what? And that's yeah. the weird thing for me is it. You know, my sides it differed. You know, it was more on my dad's side. It was. You know, not that alcohol is clearly a drug, but it was, you know, classified differently. You know, they were more the the hardcore drugs, whereas my mom's was the alcohol. And I'm thankful that, you know, I tried a couple of drugs and it was like no take. But then when I went through some crazy trauma, you know, 10, 12 years ago, it was like it took off. It just it, it got worse and worse and worse. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm pretty much like both. I mean, and alcohol, Mm -hmm. I mean, from what I've seen, I mean, alcoholism is like running my family and everything. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, it fucks you up sometimes worse than drugs do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's 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 pretty gnarly. Yeah. It's pretty gnarly, dude. So, like, were you introduced to it at a young age being like because Terminator 2, was that your big breakthrough as an actor? Yeah. I mean, you know, like, I, yeah, basically, mm-hmm. like, right at a very young age, um, yeah, I it was it's like just one of those stories, dude. Like when yeah. I first smoked weed, I was like ready to do everything. <laughs> you know, like I was uh-huh. like, dude, this is amazing. Like I I was like a you know, I I don't know. I felt like an awkward <clears throat> kid sort of, sure. and, you know, had felt like I had trouble fitting in and then I just like found, you know, yeah. like this 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 world that I could live in and be sure. the life of the party and, you know, all of that. Yeah. So you know, it was really hard for me to stop, you know, and thank God, dude, I got like two and a half years. Oh, yeah, like, that's awesome. Great, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy, dude. I'm coming up to three years, but, you know, I mean, for the longest time, I just basically, like, gave up on being able to quit because mm-hmm. I kind of, um, how do I say, like, based everything on, like, who I am right. yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, uh, you know, and I, I, I couldn't, I didn't know who I would be, right. you know, and that's still like a struggle that I go through every day. I mean, two and a half years and I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. yeah. You know, no, absolutely. Well, it, it absolutely does for those that are listening that maybe haven't gone through it or, or have someone that they know to understand that it becomes such a part of your psyche and your identity because you start to feel that connectivity that you want with other people, but you can only do it like when you're in the moment of using, which is like yeah. the ultimate trick that just fucks with your head. Um, at least I know for me that's what it was. It, you know, and I still struggle with confidence myself. So it's, you know, yeah, hearing yeah. you say that, it's uh, it's weird. And and you know, that's the thing. Like I think like about quitting is, you know, you really have to want it. Mm-hmm. And like by the end, I was, you know, addicted to heroin, and you know, I was a slave to it. And yeah. basically, you know. 
the party was gone and I was like fooling myself you yeah. know what I mean like the lifestyle that I was going towards which was fun in the beginning was gone and it had been gone for a long time it was just like basically a one track mind me myself and I and a fucking needle like, yeah. every day you know and that's that's all it became you know oh, shit. just uh yeah and I, I it was a while there I was like dude I really want to stop yeah so it's like when I I knew I was going to quit when mm -hmm. I quit, you know. Well, that's the thing, too. You Like you said, you have to want it because a lot of people, you know, they'll get cornered or kind of forced into a rehab or something. That's not going to do any good. They have to want to quit in order yeah. for it to stick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like, oh, no, I'm doing it because my chick wants me to or my parents want me to. I don't want to. I feel like I'm fine, but blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's not going to work then. You have to want to get sober and you have to you know, want to stay sober in order for it to work. You got to do it for yourself, not for anybody else. Oh, hell yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's crazy, dude. Cause like now I'll be like on the other side of the situation. It's like, I even have a dear friend of mine that's been struggling with mm -hmm. it and I want to do everything I can to yeah. help her. And I just want to like, you know, I don't know, just like slap her and just like, dude, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. don't you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and, uh, no man She's just no ready. it's just and it's it i've been there like i totally understand yeah, like, yeah. i was just you know I, yeah there's nothing you can say or do to force somebody you can't make somebody do what right you want them to do they yeah. have to come to that realization on their own for sure yeah yeah and that reality that uh, there's two things that happen you either get clean or you die and that, yeah and that's it you know or you just even worse you know what i mean like you don't die and uh -huh. you're just like basically like you know lose your mind or like yeah. lose everything you know realize that your life basically added up to nothing yeah. you know what i mean and uh you know that just scares me dude like, yeah you know it's like i got sober kind of late i got sober um when i was like 41 or 40 been two and a half years but um uh yeah i mean even then i'm like damn dude so much time right lost, you know doing that like, about at what age did you start using anything um kind of in my 20s oh it's okay like when i started kind of getting into the cocaine the heroin just know, at a party offered a line kind of thing or um yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. dude. Like, you know, in the Hollywood scene, you know, back then, I mean, even now, but like, you know, Coke was everywhere. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and it's not a problem It was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing, dude. Well, it's like Nothing goes together Hollywood, like it's chicks like... and blow. Like, it, it was great. It was great times at the time. Yeah, it's a, it, that's one of the funny things. We had Brandon Novak on, and uh, we, we all joked about it. People were like, oh, you must have been miserable. No, at first it was fucking fun. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome at first. Yeah, then... I wouldn't have been doing it if right? it wasn't. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah, dude. I said the same uh, shit, dude. When I went into rehab, they were like, okay, now what, what are you running from? What was your struggles? And I'm like, nothing. Have you ever done Coke? It's a fucking blast. Like, I had a good time on it. You know, because in rehab, like Brandon said, right. my worst day sober is still better than my best day high. And he's like, that's complete bullshit. I've had some plenty of good times, huh? Yeah, but you're yeah. fucking ultimately you're killing yourself and it's and it becomes very much a falsehood yeah and like yeah. you said the party's over you know yeah. what I mean? well the eventually yeah. it was like you know i mean yeah it started out with like you know yeah like going out mm -hmm. and coke and pussy and all of it you yeah. know what i mean and then eventually like 
the pussy started getting edged out mm-hmm. and it just became more and more about the blow. Right. right. It's right. just like that's I mean it just I was the party was gone, dude. Yeah. It, just, it wasn't about that anymore. And you know that, you know what I mean? Like I'm sure that I mean I've met people that can do that and they're just like fine. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like, you know, if you're like someone who you know, is obsessing more on actually getting high than you are on actually being around people. Right. It's like, you know, that's when you have a problem. No, yeah, for sure. It's like the main focus is just finding another bag, you know, as opposed to getting shit done. Because I have friends myself that have been doing it since longer than I can remember and still do it and have a fucking great job. You know, they were yeah. still, they do it occasionally, recreationally and whatnot, and they're just, I, I don't get it. I don't understand. It sounds like it's fucking miserable. I only did it once, and my heart was like. You got to level know, it out with yeah. some Jameson or something. Oh, I, I'm <laughs> pretty weird. sure I did that, too. Mm-hmm. Well, let's kind of jump back. I'm curious of, of how you even got into acting. Did you have a bug as a kid, or, you know, was, like, family supportive, or how Hold did that thought? You were found at a YMCA, No. No, it was oh. a boys club. Boys club, boys okay. club. Boys and girls club. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Um, it's weird, man. It's it's kind of crazy. Like, uh, you know, it's sort of like the secret in a weird way. Sure. Like, I mean, as a kid, I loved movies. Sure. Man. I used to watch a ton of movies. And uh, I, I wanted to make movies as a kid. I wanted to be in movies. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I didn't have any connection or anything with Hollywood at all, mm-hmm. but um, I mean, I definitely obsessed on it sure. as a kid. Sure. And um, yeah, so I was at a boys club, and this casting director came up and asked me. It was Mally Finn, and she asked me if I wanted to try out for a movie. She didn't say what movie, you know. And uh, I ran home, and I was like, "Oh my God, they want me to try out for a movie, my aunt and uncle." At the time, they're like. Well, it might be like child porn or something. Some random chicks coming up to you. Like, I'm sure she was eyeing you. I wouldn't trust that, you know. (laughs) And it's like, you know, they called, and then, bam, it was the, uh, it was, it was for Terminator Two, and it's just like, yeah, man, and it was, it was crazy, you know, like just, yeah, like I remember my first uh, reading was. just you know, I and, and I, it's like I, I was like in this whole place. I'd run away from home and everything. Okay. So then it was amazing because mm-hmm. like the casting director's like, I just want you to you know, um, uh, make it up as you go along, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, just be mad at your mom. So like that was totally easy. You can cuss at her. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> so it was pretty because <laughs> you, know? you you mentioned your aunt and uncle. So were you living with your aunt and uncle then, and le- had left your mom? Is that what? The- yeah, at the oh. time. At wow. the time. Yeah, yeah. And I'm good. I'm good with all of them now. Excellent. But um, yeah. So it was just you know like instantly I got like how much of like a therapeutic thing like acting was and just yeah. I loved it. Yeah. And I just you know. I don't know. It's like you know, winning the golden ticket. What yeah. the irony of it! it wow, because I've had I, I remember we when, when we talked with um, Andy Buckley from The Office, and he was talking about the, you know excellent casting directors. It's almost like they have a sense. It's almost like the lady could see the angst in you of, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. because I remember for me as a kid feeling that you know that frustration. We're pretty much the same age. And that crazy frustration, and here's this character, John Connor, when I felt like totally powerless, uh, you know, short, skinny kid at the time, you know, and then, wow, here's this kid, and I can kind of relate to that, and, you know, yeah, yeah. and doing all the, the, you know, the lines and everything, and, and 
so what really what was it like like when you got on set because here you are you're with linda hamilton and arnold schwarzenegger and james cameron and oh my god it was uh it was uh you know it was life-changing i mean yeah. it um you know it was amazing and overwhelming and like everything all at once like uh you know um I mean, obviously, like, we grew up with Arnold and the Predator and sure. shit, you know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like, and then Jim, like, you know, I mean, he was a director that I knew of. I knew his name because he had directed Aliens and, yeah. like, the original Terminator and shit. And, uh, you know, it was just a huge, like, learning experience, you know? Like, um, it, uh, it was crazy because like shooting a movie like we shot that over like nine months mm-hmm. yeah and uh it it's kind of like a you know very slow slow process especially on a movie like that like the scene in the river was like really really long we spent like over a month doing that oh shit so you're talking about the chase scene yeah the chase yeah. scene and it's just like you know as a kid i'm learning how movies are made and shit so it's like you know i and it was so i was like baffled when I first saw the movie, I was like, "Holy shit!" I was, gonna, I thought it was gonna look like shit, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, wow, they actually knew what they were doing. You know, like, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. fucking crazy to jump just to. You know, I'm sure when that came out, you're just celebrity overnight. Like that had to have been weird to adjust to, right? Like, um, yeah. I mean, sudden, yeah, it was in a weird way. Like, um, and don't get me wrong, like. I don't take any of it back. Like, sure. I've been blessed. I've had the best, like, journey ever. Yeah, but, right. like, um, you know, yeah, it was, it's weird because you're you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So you're having a different point of view than everybody else right, is. Right. I think everybody else is seeing it much more than you are. You're just kind of, like, sort of in the middle of it all. Right. Yeah. kind of like, you know. But you're bugging out because there's, like, fucking, you know, photographers chasing you and shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you're, like, uh you know um and i mean i guess i was kind of lucky because it didn't really well no i'm wrong it didn't <laughs> go to my head i mean it how could it not you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah. like you're in this all yeah. these great movies and whatnot like it, yeah. it's normal i mean i would imagine it would go to your but head, it's 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 definitely like you know it was more like just what the fuck yeah it's like you know what's going on and you feel like an opera kid and you feel even more like, what is up? You know what yeah. I mean? But, uh, you know, it, it was a trip, man. It I was a trip. Imagine. But it was like, it's weird, man. Like, with success, it's like, it never feels like, there's no, like, end point where you're like, dude, like, I've made it. Right, You know right, what I right. mean? There's always someone better. There's always something, you know, you're not always good enough to do fish. this. You know, like, <laughs> right. I mean, it's... Or they got paid more, or they got this chick, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you just kind of, you know, because... You know, it's 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 a tough business. So after Terminator Two, what uh, you know, some subsequent roles in there. I mean, you got started getting a lot of accolades after that too. Some uh, MTV yeah. awards and uh, was it Sundance Picture Awards? I'm trying to remember what some of the other awards and nominations. And I mean, some big actors: Edward Norton, Meryl Streep in there. I mean, you, you know, a series of movies. So, what is that like when you? Because Terminator Two, when that came out, you were 16. Uh, no, when Terminator 2 came out, I was 13. 13, oh, okay. I couldn't yeah. remember what the, how long it took after filming the edit from that. Yeah. So at 13, and Hollywood's kind of a buzzing for you. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, 
like I said, it's weird. You're kind of like, you know, in the middle of it. So I didn't really feel... It's funny, dude. Like, when I look back at it, I'm like, wow, dude, that was that was gnarly. But um, I was blessed, dude. Like, yeah. I was really blessed. And, um, you know, it's weird, dude. Like, the things, like, we manifest and sure. as a kid, you know. Mm -hmm. I think we lose that as we get older. Yeah, right. But, um, you know, and, yeah, dude, like, acting, you know... I was lucky, dude. Like, so many people don't know what they want to do for a living. Or, I like, still don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I feel you, dude. Like, it's like that for a lot of people. And I'm blessed because I love what I do. Yeah. You know, and, and it's always been, you know, and when you love what you do, you're good at it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It's really incredible, too, because you were saying as a kid, you knew you wanted to be in movies, and you're in one of the biggest greatest movies ever in my opinion terminator at 13 you yeah know i mean you're still a fucking kid at 13 and <laughs> oh, you yeah. are already and that's no commercials first no you know anything just straight to the big that's fucking awesome man yeah that is yeah. incredible good for you what? yeah it's insane oh yeah it's, it's crazy dude like uh yeah that shit you know doesn't happen <laughs> <laughs> i do have a question for you though so american history x fantastic movie did you after that came out, did you get any kind of weird stuff from fans? Like, you're acting, obviously, but, oh, like, did dude. you get some people that were, like... Yeah, you know what I man. Mean? Yeah. Okay. Like, um... It's weird, dude. Uh, yeah. Like, actually, like, um... Just recently, I was at, like, a convention, and, uh... This guy came up with, like, an American History X poster, and he's like, can you sign it and then say, make America great again? Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, fucking shit. I was like, no. No, <laughs> no. dude, no. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's weird. Like, a lot of, like, uh, you know, like, white supremacists love that movie. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. For whatever reason, I guess they don't get to the, the end of the movie. I was going to yeah. say, you got to watch yeah. the whole movie. To, yeah. 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 Exactly. But, um yeah, it's it's weird. When that movie came out, like, you know, it was very ballsy. Like, sure, no sure. one had ever, you know, done anything like that. So we were all kind of tripping out. Like, I mean, when we were making that movie and, you know, Norton's, like, saying the shit he's saying, it was just like we're all sitting there going, like... Yeah. yeah, no, I can imagine. Dude, like, oh my god, dude. It's we're gonna get shot. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, like yeah. fuck, yeah. man. Make and, sure like, the set is closed about a mile and a half away so <laughs> yeah. no one can see us. Right. Please, you know, check I mean? all the trees. <laughs> yeah, dude. dude, all of that. But oh my god, no, it's it's amazing. I'm so proud of it, man. Because like, dude, people, you know, come up to me all the time. That you know, a lot of people said it's changed their lives. Sure. And then like, yeah. you know, they it gets shown at school. Like oh, yeah. social yeah. studies classes yeah. and yeah. shit. So very informative too. Like yeah. when it first starts out, you're like, oh fuck. Like this is gnarly. But for those listening who haven't seen it, American History X, like watch that. Get to the end of it, watch, which you'll have no problem because thing. it's a great movie, but get to the end of it and it is a very it's a good message. It's a positive message. I'm getting the chills talking about it because it was such an intense scene when Ed Norton was holding you in the bathroom. It was like, oh fuck, like that got me choked up because he finally got it. He understood, you know what I'm saying? And it yeah. was too late for you. Yeah, he's so amazing said. in that, dude. Oh gosh, you guys yeah. all were. So Everybody in that amazing, movie dude. killed it. Even yeah. uh, what's that big guy's name? He plays Ethan. Tuna. Ethan Suplee. Ethan, yeah, mm -hmm. he was great in it too. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like it was just, it was yeah, very. Yeah. What yeah. was the process of it? Because um, 
<laughs> very, uh, of course, because it's a character, people. So those that don't understand that, what it, what kind of process do you go through to get into that kind of mindset? Because being that it's not of your nature at all, you're nothing like that. Yeah. Uh, people that follow you on social media can clearly see you are nothing like that whatsoever. At least in public. At least. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. but uh, how do you how do you get into such a dark like place of that kind of character? Dude, I love it, man. Like, really? I mean, honestly, like, uh, you know, I'd like to say that I got like really, you know, like, uh, you know, like, you know, like into my character and had to like, you know, become, I, I naturally as an actor, dude, like I can just kind of be me. And then when the camera rolls, just go into it. Yeah. And for me, I mean, you know, I have a lot of anger, so it's easy <laughs> to kind of tap into that. Right, you right. know what I mean? And it's a nice excuse, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, but, uh, and that's why I love it, dude. Like, right. uh, you know, it's, uh, for me, it's sort of, um, yeah, like I said, like therapeutic, you know, mm -hmm. just to kind of do it. And, you know, like I said, you know, there's a lot of things that, like, you know, you're doing on it and we're just like i don't know dude i don't know but like i think it's important to you know know i mean for me as yeah. an actor i i feel completely separate from the character because right. i know that i'm playing a character you right, know what i right. mean and uh you know it could be it could be whatever i mean i you know i could be saying racist shit, but i could be thinking about like my anger towards my dad or something right you know mm -hmm. what i mean like um, it's more the subtext of what you're saying as opposed to the actual verbiage. Verbiage, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, I mean, dude, like, um, Norton was like, you know, he's, I mean, he was amazing, dude. I mean, he, he was on point the whole yeah. time, and he was very professional and, you know. There were some pretty fucking intense Method in Was sure. he more of a method actor, kind of stayed to character a little bit, not so much of a shut-off kind of guy like no. yourself? Or, no, not really. Not really. Um, I didn't see too much, like, method acting or anything like that. Yeah. Who would be oh, method? Sad. That's like Heath Ledger. No, that's like uh, uh, Jim Carrey. Daniel Carey. Day Lewis. Daniel Day Daniel Lewis Day is Lewis, the, yeah. yeah crazy. He's, he only takes so many roles, and it, he, you know, yeah. when he's Abe Lincoln, I am Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Jim Carrey when he was uh, Andy Kaufman, he'd walk around set as the Tony Tony Clifton character, and he'd walk around and yeah. you know, and he would be that way, and people had to call him Andy on set. You know, it's like yeah. See, I would go crazy. <laughs> right. I think like, I would. If I had to do that. Yeah. Like I would like go crazy. I couldn't do that because I, I don't know that would fuck me up yeah, like, yeah I have to go home take off my clothes jerk off as Eddie <laughs> <laughs> fucking, jerk off you know, as Eddie <laughs> you know. tomorrow I'll go back to being <laughs> Daniel Whatever. Vineyard let yeah, me just yeah. sit here in peace and punch the clown by myself and punching the clown don't steal my clown punch you taught me that I, that's, that's forever my psyche now punching the clown yeah. <laughs> oh, shit yeah. uh, so what were your like really cool on set kind of memories of stuff I mean everyone from you know from Arnold to you know Edward Norton or whoever I mean you got so many again like Meryl Streep's in there and you know yeah these encounters with people and and through different points in your in your life too that I, I would assume because you are growing up on set that some yeah. of these people may be like a mentor that that were something positive you know Jeff Bridges I worked oh, with him God, dude. Yes. uh back in the day like he was like my second movie and yeah. uh 
Jeff was a mentor. Dude. Yeah. Like, I mean, working with him, you know, it it was it was amazing. Like, yeah. you know, and he's so friendly. He's such a good guy, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, you know, I didn't have like as a kid like so many male role role models. Right. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. like, I looked up to Jeff, and uh, I learned a lot. Yeah, you know, like. I remember, like, when I was working with him, he constantly, when we're not doing it, when we're, like, in between takes, he'd be like, okay, shh, shh, just don't do anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like, it could piss you off, but he's right. You know what I mean? Like, and he meant, he meant well. Like, you know, and it's like, yeah, dude. Like, I learned so much. He's so good. He's so, like, natural, dude. Like, yeah. he's so relaxed mm-hmm. when he does it. And, uh, you know, and then just from then on, dude, like I've, I've had amazing times for different reasons on a bunch of shit, even mm. on the crappy movies, you yeah. know, like one of the crappy, well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> it might be one of them I like though. Oh no, no. You know what? I did this movie called Knights of the Quest. Okay. A long time ago, and I don't even uh, know really what happened with it. I don't even know if it came out here and it was like supposed to be this international movie or whatever but you know like basically what it comes down to is I like lived in Italy for six months and that was amazing like that was you know and that was like when I was in my 20s and yeah yeah are you the Edward from the America? Living <laughs> yeah. in Italy. That hey, it's the universal language, man. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Oh, shit. So what was it like when one of the, the, the movies that ended up becoming a cult classic that initially wasn't, though, Detroit Rock City, I stole all your one-liners. I don't know how many times I've told people, like they say in the tampon biz, I'll see you next period. Yeah. So what was that process like? Because I know that Gene Simmons was kind of hands-on in the production, too. Obviously, you had the scenes with Shannon Tweed, fucker. Yeah, um, I know, right? Yeah. Damn, dude. Yeah. Shannon Tweed. Damn it. Um, yeah. But that had to have been a pretty cool and fun one to do. Um, yeah, dude. Like, it was I amazing. I, like, I don't um, think I could have done it. I would have. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I remember, Shannon like, Tweed, fuck. oh, my God, dude. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> like she almost like wanted to, you know, she wanted to like leave Gene and I was like, no, Shannon. No. <laughs> I'm not gonna break up this beautiful family. <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's fucking dope. Uh, she's though. like, my marriage will never be the same. <laughs> oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I fucking love it. Oh my god! I fucking love right. it. Yeah, but um, dude, the first the first fucking um, person that I got a call from yeah. for that movie was Gene. Oh, no dude. shit. Yeah, dude. So how like, did that go? Wait, I have to ask. Did he do the standard? Edward, this is Gene Simmons. Yes, from Kiss. From yes, yes, yes. Okay. Mm. My uh, my friend Tim and I, we. Uh, we uh, we were just like coming home and you know I had an answering machine at the time that's like something you play messages on. You know, <laughs> what the fuck like, is that? <laughs> for our younger audience. So I'm, I'm walking around the house and I'm playing like my messages. My friend Tim's with me and then he comes running in the room and he's like, "Dude, Gene Simmons just left a message on your phone, man. <laughs> like he just called you." And I was like, "Really?" And I mean, like I was a Kiss fan, but I wasn't like super. He really is, dude. Sure. Like and. Uh, 
Yeah, he was like, uh, yeah, he was like, hey, this is Gene Simmons from Kiss, and I'd like you to come to my birthday party. I want to, you know, pitch a movie to you and like all that shit. So it was on, dude. It was crazy. Uh, so I met him at his birthday party, and yeah. Where was it at? You did it at his house? It was, no, it was somewhere, it was like some bar oh, okay. in Beverly Hills uh-huh. or something. And, uh, yeah, dude. That's fucking He sick. was bawling, dude. I'll tell you that much. Oh, he was oh, yeah. bawling. I bet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that band's generated so much fucking money. I know, because I'm a big Kiss They're, nut. I saw I, him like yeah. 12 times in 24 months. and yeah. It's on my bucket list to see Kiss. I have yet to do oh, it, dude, but it's, it's amazing, on my bucket man. list. Are they done? No, they postponed because of COVID. Yeah. I oh, saw okay. the last tour. Did you go on that? Yeah. Did you? Yeah, I was supposed to go, and my daughter got sick, and I was like, son of a bitch. And then... My daughter got really into Tool, so I took my kids for Christmas last year to see Tool, and oh she's like, God. Dad, and we could have seen Kiss as well. I'm like, yeah, we could have seen Kiss as well. But I got tickets for Motley Crue. That's my favorite band, so we'll, nice. we'll figure it out. But I heard Tool was amazing. Oh, phenomenal live. Yeah. Phenomenal Fuck, live. But, uh, That's someone I want to see. Yeah. Cool. Well, we had, okay, being that it was in the soundtrack, you have seen GNR live, right? See what? Guns N' Roses. No, on the T2. no, you never saw Guns N' Roses. I want to. No, 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 no. All time like, favorite band, Guns N' Roses for me. All-time really, favorite, yeah. really. Oh my god. Everybody yeah, dude, here. I want to. And they've been touring, yep. and like yeah. they were gonna. I'm, I'm gonna try to go see them. Yeah, for dude. Sure I saw. I saw Guns N' Roses in. I think it was 07. So Axel was there, but it was. It was even after Buckethead. I couldn't tell you anybody. Dizzy Reed was still on the keyboards, but think, everybody else. I think DJ Ashbaugh was playing guitar by then. I don't. I have no idea. I didn't oh, yeah. recognize anyone except Axel and Dizzy Reed. And that. I mean, it was still cool to see Axel, but I would have loved to see Duff, Slash, you know, yeah. Matt Sorum, and all that. But you know, what are you gonna do? Maybe. Did they still rock pretty good though? Right? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I I gotta see him with the the uh, reunion with Duff and Slash, and it was. Phenomenal. I'm too obsessed with them for them not to rock. Like even if it sucked, yeah. I'd be like, it was the fucking best show and I've they, ever been and to. And they didn't. That's just how much I love it, them. They didn't suck. They were better than you could have asked. And they were on time. And Axel was phenomenal. It was like on time. All right, this is nothing that we were told oh it would be. God, the pattern dude. has changed. So, yeah. but he changed. So, yeah. Um, but sorry to jump over to that. So, Detroit Rock City. Uh, some of the great moments from that because it had to be. Just kind of a cool adventure. I mean, beyond the Shannon Tweed thing, fucker. Yeah. Uh, it was, <laughs> dude. Like, um, yeah, man. It, we got to literally, like, we flew in a Kiss jet. You know, the Kiss jet. Yeah. Which was no awesome. Shit. We uh, got to, like, basically go backstage and hang out with Kiss, have dinner with Kiss. You know, it was like... Uh, it was pretty awesome, dude. Did you guys all bond, you and the other three guys that played with you in the movie? Did you guys all bond pretty well offset as well? Because it looked like you yeah. did during the movie. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. And Jimmy DeBello is like, mm-hmm. still one of my good yeah. friends. Oh, cool, dude. cool. Yeah, That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Did Jimmy was Trip? Yeah, he was yeah, Trip. Yeah, Trip. Okay. He was fucking hilarious. Mm. <laughs> Spilled yeah. the bong water on the bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dude, throughout that whole movie, it's funny because, like, one of the biggest things that I remember is we had. Uh, Ocarina of Time, you like the Zelda game. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, yeah, me and Jimmy were just playing the fuck out of it. So we'd literally be up all night playing Zelda and then, you know, getting to work with Shooting like three hours. Morning, yeah. whatever, you know? <laughs> Which could fit the characters pretty well, I would think. Yeah. Is there, what, are you big on like the rehearsal process? And it's, to me, it seemed to also Detroit Rock City probably had some room for improv as well, or am I... 
were they pretty pretty well stuck on the lines and this is how it is this is how we want you guys to go about it it was pretty yeah there really wasn't much improv i mean everything was on the script yeah i would imagine yeah. gene simmons being read, read the script go by the script <laughs> well yeah. he was more of a producer he wasn't a director well i well, yeah. he was hands-on no wouldn't he not or? well he wasn't there the whole time oh, he gotcha. was like touring with kiss sure 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 okay All right. that makes sense. now eddie when you make out with my wife <laughs> use tongue did Get he the not joke? want to be there for Dude, that? I saw him at the show, and he's like, literally, because we, we went back there for the photo op right. and everything, and he was like, yeah, this guy made out <laughs> with my wife. <laughs> so oh, he still shit. remembers that. Oh. Little does he know, man. You, know? you almost came in between <laughs> yeah. the two of them. Little does he know. Uh, yeah. So, beyond, you know, the initial kind of manifesting things, it's interesting you brought up The Secret, because I'm listening to it on audiobook, and it's all about manifestation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was there any other roles that kind of came about? Because I was afraid when you're going to talk about a role that, that you didn't like so much. Because um, I actually really liked your Crow movie. Yeah. And because I love that whole story from the initial the comic book and what it was. And um, yeah, kind of tell me how that one came about. Because, you, you know, kind of another reimagining of the Crow presence, you know. Because people yeah. have this perception that, that have never seen The Crow or that have only seen one of them. Well, The Crow was Brandon Lee. No, no, no. The Crow was The Crow. Brandon Lee was his character. And then the next movie, he was his character. Is that how it and is in the you, comics? I don't... I only ever read some of the initial ones. My yeah. understanding is it stayed with with Draven. So, okay. But I'm just curious what it was like for you to kind of step into a sequel of a movie that, you know, had an, an iconic individual, but... You weren't playing the same character. It was a totally different character altogether. Yeah. It was fun, dude. Um, you know, like, you know, obviously, like, you know, you can't really fuck with Brandon Lee. You know what uh, I mean? Sure. So it's like, I looked at it as a completely, completely different thing, obviously. But, um, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Um, funny story, actually. Uh, this is a drunken story. <laughs> is uh, we were supposed? I felt I feel so bad even today. But like we were supposed to start shooting, and um, I think we were like a month out or something. And uh, I'm still friends with this guy. He's one of my best friends, Mike. But he was kind of my roommate at the time, uh-huh. and I was really drunk. And I tried to stab him with a butter knife, and I like oh, jumped off my couch, and I'm like, ah! And then all he did was back up, and then I fell down on the floor, and then like broke my wrist. Oh shit! So I had to tell them like, okay, guys, I'm sorry. You might have to fire me. Like, <laughs> I broke my wrist. You know, like, how did you break your wrist? A uh, car crashed into me. Dude. <laughs> you know? And then I uh, fell down the steps. <laughs> <laughs> and on uh, the duck. Yeah, so, I mean, they pushed it back, and, you know, I mean, um, David Boreanaz was great. I loved working with him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, it was good, man. It was good. Yeah. It's good. It was fun, dude. Like, I, I mean, honestly, like, it's, yeah, it was kind of fun to be, like, sort of an action hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, kind of guy. And then you feel badass when the... Uh, when the crow lands on your shoulder. Yeah, how the hell do they do that? They have a trainer and like a a fucking little nougat that it comes in. it's fucking gnarly, dude. (laughs) Like, first of all, like, you know, 
just trying to pretend, like, do, you know, have the cool guy thing going on. Sure. And this crow's like, that's your fucking head. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. But yeah, I, you know, they put like this little kind of like food or whatever, and they just have it trained. It's amazing, dude. The thing just kind of like, and you know, they let me practice with it a little bit. Right, but, right. You know, still, you're just like, you know. I couldn't imagine staying in mode. Staying in mode? No, it's like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's this fucking thing, like, a wing hits your head, and you gotta <laughs> yeah. continue to look menacing yeah. and shit. It's like, oh my yeah. God. But it's tight, dude. Like, I was impressed. Those things are smart. Yeah. yeah. They're really smart. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't keep my composure. be like, yeah. <laughs> twitching out when it's coming near me. Like, it's, it's good. We got the shot. Yeah, Mikey, stop talking, though. Read the lines. Okay. The wind picks up, and you don't want to leave the house. So, <laughs> yeah. you know. But, fuck it. Dude, did you guys see that video? It was, like, on YouTube where there's, like, a crow, and it's, like, literally, like, egging on these two cats, and it's, like, trying to get them to fight. And then literally gets the crow, the cats to fight, and then like literally the crows just like jumping around, <laughs> watching this shit, and they fall off a roof and shit, and they're going no. at it, and the crows just like that's digging the first the thing, thing I'm doing like, when this is done. And though. he's like literally he's going behind one cat, and then he flies to the other one. He's like trying to get them together, and yeah. he's like. <laughs> Dude, you antagonizing son of a bitch. <laughs> they are smart, dude. They're yeah. just like, I'm going to get you little bitches to fight. <laughs> Thinking you'd get up and knock my nest down. You hold the fuck on, all right? Uh, yeah. So you're going through this series of, of movies. Um, when's the point that you just realize that, hey, this is the rock bottom. This is enough. Was it you, Were you starting not to get work or having trouble with on set with work or was it kind of like work and everything else didn't matter anymore well i gotta tell you like for the most part you know i've had my few hiccups here and there but for the most part i've been sober at work like mm -hmm. I, you know even when i was fucked up mm -hmm. um if i had to clean up before work i would do it you know but um so i mean it really i mean honestly like, yeah, my career was getting affected, but that wasn't even enough. Sure. You know, like, I think, like, the biggest, you know, kind of thing that I, as I took everything for granted, kind of. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I stopped realizing how lucky I was. Yeah. And I just was willing to let it all go. And I didn't care. Like, mm -hmm. I just didn't care. And, like, uh, it got to, um, it just got to a point where, you know, I looked in the mirror, and it's, it's always that same old shit, but I was looking in the mirror, and I just didn't recognize who I was anymore, like, um, you know, and I was like, I was with a girl, and I, I still love her, and, you know, and I was just seeing what it's doing to her, mm -hmm. and just yeah. sort of like the whole toxic thing, and it's just, you know, I just realized I didn't want to be that anymore. Like, that's when, in, that's yeah. when you knew it was done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just, you know, I got some crazy shit happened in like my life and you know, for good reasons. Mm -hmm. I did sort of feel sorry for myself for sure. a while and you know, I, I was like, you know, cuz I actually had bouts of heroin addiction like I went through it and then I stopped and then I do a little coke and whatever, but it's like heroin really drags me down. So mm -hmm. then when I was like kind of in this really bad place, I was just like fuck it dude i'm gonna just shoot up heroin again and give up and uh you know like a lot of times we don't die mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i'm not suicidal but it was like i didn't give a shit you yeah. know what i mean so mm -hmm. it's like um and a lot you know and 
I was like on a four year run and it was like, I'm like, dude, this is four years, man. Like my life, like the world is moving on. Like yeah. people are, you know, you're like in your own little prison. Sure. So, you know, I, uh, yeah, just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. Basically. I think that's the thing that, again, for people that, you know, tune in for, uh, for different reasons and, and don't understand is that it really is such a fucking prison in your mind and it messes with your head because, there's such a part of you that wants to be in the driver's seat, but it's not. Yeah. And that, that addiction is, and it's just such a fucked feeling. Dude, it's, it's, you know, yeah, I don't even know. I'm trying to figure out a way to kind of describe it. It's, yeah, you've lost, yeah, you've definitely like lost control and, uh, you know, it's, it's like a vicious cycle, you know what I mean? Like the more like you do this shit, the worse it's gonna get. Yeah. The more you're gonna feel sorry for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to, you know. I mean, and it all like stems from like deeper kind of issues. Like, yeah. I, you know, I suffer from depression personally, you yeah, know, same. and uh, that just, it, it just exacerbates it. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you have to get to this point where you're just like, you know what? Because we all naturally want to be like, I know what's up, dude. I don't need to be told what to do or whatever. But you have to get to a point because we are, you know, we are like a flock of birds, dude. We need each other. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's like you have to get to the point where you're just like, I need to take direction. Yeah. I yeah. need to like, you know, I don't know what's up right now and I need help, you know, yeah. and that's a fucking hard thing to do. Man. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, yeah. I, I really, because for me, my recognition of it came after my divorce to my my kid's mom and you know i blamed that that marriage and stuff and then realizing now where i'm at in life it's like it's all the fucked up shit that happened to me when i was a little kid that led me to the kind of relationships that i sought out and probably you know kind of the same for her and a lot of her whatever her trauma was and yeah. we just bonded with that fucking trauma and we were like a supernova like when things were good it was fiery passion but when things were bad it was a fucking explosion of dynamite you know exactly and um, yeah yeah same thing man like yeah. relationships everything you know my ex-wife dude it's just you know and yeah you're like the biggest part of it you know what yeah. i mean and it's not the drugs are a symptom but it's right. your fucking thinking that is what you know gets you into trouble and it's also like your mind is going to tell you that you know you can figure this out on your own kind of thing, but like, you really can't. Like, no. um, you know, and uh, I mean, the good news for me at least is like, you know, my life isn't, you know, exactly, you know, where I'd expect it to be, you sure. know, like, but, you know, like the amount of work that we put in as drug addicts you focus that work on a positive things every day, you know, like it's amazing, dude. It's like, you know, I, you know, every time I'm like, God, I want to, you know, shoot up. I fucking, you know, go on a run or, mm -hmm. you know, do something loving for somebody. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And that energy just starts surrounding you. And before you know it, it's like, you don't even want to do it anymore. Yeah. Like, well, and it builds what I'm hearing too, is the, the thing of that we, 
I think, at least for me, was wanting a sense of connectivity. And like I said, very much a shy kid, awkward kid. Only time mm-hmm. I felt comfortable when I was being a goofball or doing a goofball voice or yeah. whatever it was. Or um, So it was in wanting that connectivity. And then, you know, it started out that way. And it was a good time, but then it got so far away from it that I lost that ability to... Um, identify those positive things those active kindnesses the this the the um was the term that uh lamar odom shared about kobe bryant selfishly unselfish so it's like yeah in your yeah. doing for somebody else and being there for them it's 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 unselfish but at the time it's coming back to you tenfold and you don't even realize because it's now giving you a sense of community to reach out to help others to be present for those yeah you know being present for my children now or my friends or whatever it's it's kind of a trip it's like yeah i don't i don't even is that how you do it guys can you confirm for me that's how you do it because i was never very good at this now i guess i'm getting there yeah it's weird man i think us drug addicts are fucking spiritual as hell dude like i just think like just naturally are and like in the right place we we just are dude but uh yeah man um it's funny dude like i remember just in my 20s like you know this girl i was dating i mean she was like crying i was literally no i was late teens 20s and it just she was freaked out because like if we went out anywhere it's like okay well i have to make at the time was screwdrivers so i had to drink up like three screwdrivers just so we could go out sure and i was like trying to explain to her like i don't know i just don't feel comfortable around people unless i'm drunk you know? your anxiety yeah and it just bit, freaked yeah. her out mm-hmm. dude it just freaked her out and it's like yeah it's still like that man i mean you know like i think every time and believe me two and a half years dude like i'm still literally like I, you know, a a family member died basically just recently, and I was with my cousin. Well, it's my cousin's mom, but uh, yeah, I was there for my cousin, and like, I hadn't seen my whole family in like, I don't know, like 20 years or anything, and I was like, and dude, I never wanted to drink so fucking bad. I was like, you know, but it's like you get better at like weighing the consequences of everything you know Mm -hmm. i don't want to lose everything that i've gotten right you know and i i don't know i feel like you know i'm not a religious person but i feel like there's something out there maybe and i think you know just um you can kind of feel it in your instincts and shit and it's like you know like um yeah, I just, you know, get that vibe that it's, like, time to sort of suit up and just, you know, do something to be proud of. Yeah, know? yeah. Well, and I think one of the, the how you put it as um, addicts being spiritual is that I've had people say that they find that addicts in sobriety tend to be more empathic as well. And that's mm-hmm. kind of why, like, you talk about, like, family environment. And I know for me, certain settings and situations, it's like... I'm I'm a same kind of thought. Boy, I could go for a rum and coke or twelve right about now. That there's yeah. those things that are in kind of trigger moments, or or there's there's emotions and feelings that are there yeah. that maybe you haven't really healed it with the family member, or you still kind of feel with that old dynamic that just felt like shit, and you're like, okay, yeah. I got to put on a suit of armor and just. Sometimes that's what you got to do, man. Yeah, you know? absolutely. But those times, those few times that I feel like, because it's gotten so much easier, those few times that I put on that suit of armor, 
totally are way less now that like things are so much easier mm-hmm. you know what i mean like dude like i wake up in the morning and it's like i'm not worried about the cops coming into my house i'm oh, not like you know I'm not, like you know fucking i mean i'm just i wake up and i have no problems dude mm-hmm. like you know like um none that i can't handle like basically right. and and i don't know dude like you know it's it sucks like it's funny because i don't know if i would have been here if i didn't go through that whole journey so i'm kind of glad that i did yeah and it's uh you know so it's weird it's like this is gonna sound terrible but it's like almost like recommend it you know but like you know good luck man because you might die doing it but you know I learned so much, sure. you know, from doing this. And I wouldn't be so, you know, I wouldn't feel the way that I do about life now if I hadn't have yeah. done that. So, I mean, it's it's a journey. You know, it's, yeah, it's for sure. And people that are going through recovery and, you know, if you're, you're listening and fans of Edward and hearing that, you got to remember that. It's just such a part of it is once you find that being grateful you know that's kind of the you don't take it all for granted like you said anymore it's kind of like okay life is life is kind of dope i'm good with this life sober life is the dope not the dope anymore yeah no it's 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 you know like you know especially since i've gotten sober and i just like and you start focusing on other people other than yourself and your own like morbid fucking just you know whatever like you know, then you realize, like, what the fuck was I bitching about, dude? Like, literally, I'm so lucky. Everything, you know, I've I've had it so good. Like, I'm surprised I haven't been, like, striked with lightning or something. Like you know what I mean? Like, it's just, you know, because, I mean, it could always be so much worse. Yeah, and absolutely. Just, you know, like, you know, I think as long as you have, like, a roof over your head, you have what you need, you have food, you have, you know, just things that you need, you know. Mm-hmm. And for me, I've been blessed. I've I've been able to have that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. I'm not spoiled rotten, <laughs> but like I have what I need. Sure. And it's yeah. like, I think that's kind of where it's at. You yeah. Know? Awesome. Yeah. Well, we like to finish up with some fun shit, Edward. We do throw out some rapid fire questions. So, are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right, I'll kick it off, Mikey. Uh, I'm gonna steal yours. If you could have dinner with just oh, one person. Funny. Living or not, Sorry. who would it be oh, and why? So if you could have dinner with just one person, living or not, who would it be and why? Shakira. Because I want to hump her. <laughs> you saw that Super Bowl performance in the oh, yeah. Niner game? Okay, yeah. so the funny thing is that's the same answer two episodes in a, low, a row for totally different reasons. <laughs> really? Oh, shit. Oh, oh, shit. oh that's right. That's yeah. right. That's that? right. We had this, uh, her name's uh, Dashama. Da- da- uh, yeah. She's a, a big in the yogi world, yogi, yoga lady. Yeah. A really crazy background. I mean, her mom. Uh, basically lost her mind from a combination of alcohol, LSD, and other drugs. Holy and so she man. had a pretty crazy upbringing, um, but turned it around. And I mean, you talked to her, and she's just like this bubbly, like total f- energy ball. But yeah, yeah, she said Shakira, too. No, she said Shakira to play her in a movie. That's right. That's yeah. right. Because yeah, yeah. the hips don't lie. So That's right. That's what it Shakira. was. Thanks for yeah. the honest answer. <laughs> you know, we had hey, a- that's what we want on here. Knocking doors down. Honesty. Oh, oh shit. shit. Um, okay, I got one. And I was curious. I just want to know, 
What is the craziest thing a fan has done? Like, have they stalked you, gotten tattoos of your face on them, anything like that? What's the gnarliest fan story? Oh, shit. Um, fuck. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I have to, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's see. I've had some fucking gnarly ones, yeah? dude. I've had some gnarly ones. I've had, uh, I've had, I've been threatened that I'd get, like, someone would inject me with AIDS, like, oh, all sorts shit. of shit. Yeah, like, I've had, uh, I've had people like find my house, oh, you shit. know, shit like that. But uh, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, so we're th that's scary, gnarly. I don't know. Yeah, like, uh, I don't know. Well, Dude, you go to these conventions, man. I've been doing these, and you know, like, uh, God damn it! And unfortunately, because of the pandemic, because it's of the been kind of screwed up. But uh, yeah, I mean, for the most part, like. Um, you know, it's funny because I, I, I thought I was going to hate it because I was like, you know, just whatever. And, and, right. and honestly, most of the fans are pretty cool. They're, right, they're right, pretty yeah. nice. I don't think I've ever been to one. I've always wanted to. I've, I've never gone been to some to smaller one. ones. I've always won. I've signed up for the lottery for like San Diego and, and those Comic-Cons and stuff like that. But It would never, be cool to check it out. That's oh, fuck sure. yeah. I would. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. But I dig the cosplay. Especially now hot chicks are doing all the oh cosplay. Oh, my God, too, and You're dude. just like, holy shit. Oh. I saw this one of this chick because I love Boba Fett and she was dressed that way. I was like, <laughs> all right, this is oddly doing it for me. I know that character's That's a dude, really but sick, she's bro. rocking <laughs> Well, she had like That's the cleavage funny, out and the, you know the yeah, midriff yeah. She's showing. Like, and... She's like hot bubble fat. Yeah, don't oh, make fun God. of me, <laughs> Mikey. You're into some weird stuff too. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah, you are. Everything oh, I'm into shit. is completely normal. No, it's not. <laughs> oh my God. But uh, so the conventions are pretty cool. People are pretty chill. Yeah, dude. I've had I've had even worse. It's like you know, I, it's like I don't even utter some of the things people have come up sure. to and asked like sure, sure, in terms yeah. of shit like that. I mean, you can you can. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, yeah. you go all over the world, you know, well, yeah, I mean, especially, like, all over this country, and it's like, you know, I'm L.A. native, so, yeah, uh -huh. you, you realize how different right. the culture is, you know, right. in different places sure, sure. and shit, but, um, you know, but even then, like, you know, for the most part, most people are pretty chill and nice. Yeah. And, so how did the somebody threatening you with an AIDS needle come about? Like, was it an argument you guys had or something? Or did he just walk no, up to you? No, 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 no. He was, I was not answering, like, letters oh. that he was sending me. And then he's like, I'm going to show up to your house and, you know. So it's one of those Eminem with Stan kind of, type deal. Yes. You're Stan, you yes. didn't write me sooner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. okay. Gotcha. Exactly. Gotcha. Got and, uh, yeah, he did show up to my house. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. He didn't inject me with AIDS, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Damn. Um, yeah, yeah, that was probably like the gnarliest. That is the gnarliest one. That would trip me the fuck that out. That fucking freaked me that would out. Trip me yeah, out, dude. You're getting these letters, and all of a sudden they show up. Like, no, nope, dude, no, nope. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I tried to get like a, a restraining order yeah, back then, yeah. and back then you couldn't get one mm -hmm. unless they actually did something, something to you. Yeah, to you. So it's like. You know, I was like with the police, and I'm like, wait a minute. So he has to inject me with AIDS before you guys right, go to yeah. restraining order? I don't agree with this. <laughs> pretty, yeah. pretty much, Mr. Furlong, thank Just you. punch yourself in the face and be like, that crazy motherfucker did this. Yeah, I should have done <laughs> you that. You see this? I should have done that, yeah. Um, but now I'm like scared. I'm like, oh, God, I hope didn't like, you know, open up the yeah. Pandora's box again. Oh, so. Lord. Stay the fuck away. <laughs> Freak. <laughs> that guy. <Yeah. laughs> Uh, uh, Jason. If you could travel forwards or backwards in time, but she had to stay there, where? What time frame would you go? 
you think the huh. future would be more interesting to go into or a past time period? Wait, could I go back as myself when I was younger or can I... Or would I have oh, to go back for you, now? yes. That's a good question. I would go we'll, back. For we'll bend sure. the. Cr- yeah. We'll bend it. Yeah. I'll go back. Fuck yeah, dude. Are you kidding me? I would go back and do everything right. Sure. And then hopefully be like multi multi millionaire. <laughs> What's yeah. the point of where you look at though? That where you could go. Okay, everything. This is the launching point where it could have gone right, because you got to figure. Okay, your parents. They yeah. created, you know, as it's all, they created you. Here it is. You had the childhood that you did. Yeah. You know, you went and lived with aunt, aunt and uncle right at some point. I would point. probably mm. go back to uh, probably my late teens, you know, kind of when it was like I was just doing acid and mushrooms and smoking weed and shit and, you know, just be like, okay, we're just going to leave it here. <laughs> Trust me. Not you know, the next Like level. things are going to get yeah. fucked up if you don't stop, you know. Sure. We're going to do everything. <clears throat> we're never going to take any of this for granted. We're going to always show up to work and, you know. Uh, yeah, I would definitely go back in time. That's cool. Yeah. It would be like, hot, you know, uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Lugal. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. So if I were to say Google something, you wouldn't... I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> it's local. Um, yeah. If they were to make a movie about you, who would play you? Who would you want to play you in a movie about Young, yourself? Younger self all the way up through. You have a vision of people that could pull those off? Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> right? There you go. There you go. Oh, oh shit! Get like whoever, like young Arnold, <laughs> the CG Arnold in the thing, and the, the yeah, Biba, yeah. whatever, and try to get uh, Shannon Tweed in there too. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's still a smoke show. Fucking a. I know she still looks. Hell yeah. Good. Yeah. Right. You ever like? Uh, yeah, I made out with that chick. No, you did not. Got it on film. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I'll yeah, show yeah. you. No, it's not that kind of film, guys. This is legit. Yeah. Oh shit. Well, very cool. Mr. Uh, Edward Furlong, man, this has been a blast and an honor. It's uh, cool to, yeah, to, to sit and bullshit with someone and yeah. you kind of grow up watching their stuff and into adulthood and, Jeez, and most of all to see and hear how uh, good you're doing. And yeah. uh, the encouragement. Congrats Thank on you. the two and a half years. Congrats on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Thank the way you. To Thank shit, you, man. man. You know, yeah, I mean, just, you know, for anyone listening that wants to, you know, do this, you can, dude. You, mm-hmm. you really yeah. can, man. And, uh, you know, don't, you know, time is ticking, dude. You know, yeah. you, you, the, every day that you waste doing this shit is another day gone. And it's like, you'll, you'll, you'll regret that. For so. sure. But you can do it. You yeah, can do it. For sure. Yeah, because we, uh, you know, was that the days of our lives? The sand through the hourglass <laughs> of our lives, you know? Uh, we don't know when that last pebble drops, so make the yeah. most of it, right? Yeah, and it's dropping fast. Oh, God. Right? Oh, yeah. God. I know some people feel 2020 has been really long. For me, it's felt so fucking quick. Oh, no. Quick. It's going quick as shit for me. We're coming up on Thanksgiving almost, dude. Yeah. Thanksgiving yeah, yeah, next no, it's, month. It's, it's, going, it's going quick. It's just been the worst year <clears throat> ever. Yeah. Like, it's insane. Yeah. yeah. No, Overall, for right. everybody's mental, It must be like health. a, yeah, like a, you know, like something out of back. To, like, it's one of those fucking days that are like, you know. <laughs> right. We're in the paradox. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. Well, thank you, Edward. It's been awesome. Awesome, man. Thank oh, yeah. you. Thanks, man. It's been great, you guys. Knocking doors down. Real people, real stories, real life. 
real discussions of life struggles including addiction, relationships, finances, and more, but even more importantly, living with them, overcoming them, and conquering them. Celebrities, experts, and everyday people talk about how they were able to break through whatever life handed them by knocking doors down. New podcast episodes are available every Thursday. Subscribe now on the Apple Podcast app, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio app, or at kddmediacompany.com. Mr. Edward Furlong, what a, what a great guy. He was a laugh, right? And, and incredibly honest. You know, you don't want to assume the bad in anybody, but I feel like being so famous, so young, mm-hmm. substance and substance abuse is almost kind of inevitable, especially being in Hollywood. And, you know, your first gig, like Edward was saying, he didn't do no Mentos commercial, no right guard, no nothing. He went straight from being a kid to a kid sensation overnight like just one movie this girl sought him out at the boys club and bam he's starring in a movie with arnold schwarzenegger yeah you know what i mean like what the fuck like that's that's incredible so you almost kind of feel like i just said that it's almost kind of inevitable that that's going to happen and it sucks but the positive side is he came out of it he's happy where he is now he's uh almost three three years years sober three years sober yeah so you know you got to give him credit for that and he said like he said anybody that wants it you can get it just got to put in the work and um you know really interesting hearing his story because you know once you hear that oh he lived with his aunt and uncle mm-hmm. he got away from his mom and like i mentioned to him how ironic that the casting director that found him at the the um ymca or mm-hmm. wherever it was boys um, club yeah that it's almost like she recognized this angst in him. That, well, that they have that, I would feel. You, you know, know what I mean? Like casting directors, like they just have that in them. That's why they do what they do because, I mean, obviously we couldn't picture anybody else playing that role because that's how we all know yeah. him in Terminator 2. But I, he, I feel like he killed it. And being so mad at his mom at that particular time in his life yeah. when they said, be mad at your mom, go. You know, just see what you're like. And he just nailed it. I wouldn't have gotten that yeah. gig. Yeah. Me and my mom get along phenomenally. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas, you know, the the additional irony of that is, like you said, uh, you know, talking about family history and such, and, and it being inevitable of a childhood star. It's like those two things just uh, are were on a crash course with each other. Yeah, you know, a lot of the insecurities and that stability in the home, um, you know, all those things that just play into often of who becomes an addict Mm -hmm. and uh you know so it's good to see him sober oh yeah absolutely we definitely appreciate his time and thank you guys for listening don't forget that uh you can subscribe to us by going to kddmediacompany.com slash podcast that link is in the description here on the podcast or whatever platform you're listening on now apple podcast app google podcast spotify stitcher uh we are on amazon music by searching knocking doors down under podcasts Subscribe, spread the word, tell a friend, and we can't do it without you guys. So thank you very much for listening. Mikey, anything else? Nope, that's it. All right, keep knocking doors down. The Knockin' Doors Down book shares all the history and inspiration behind the Carlos Vieira Foundation and how it all started. All proceeds from the book benefit the Carlos Vieira Foundation's Race to Be Drug-Free campaign. So what's that all about? Through the Race to Be Drug-Free campaign, Carlos Vieira Foundation raises awareness about drug abuse, donates to drug-free programs, and brings drug-free speakers into schools to educate youth. 
The Race to Be Drug-Free campaign's main program is the Gloves Not Drugs boxing program. This program is completely free for kids between the ages of 8 and 17 to learn discipline, strength, respect, camaraderie, and the art of boxing and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. The program was created to keep kids off the streets, out of gangs, and away from drugs. For more info and to get involved, check out carlosvierafoundation.org. This podcast contains the views and opinions of the knocking doors down hosts and their guests to the show. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for informational purposes only. And because each person is sharing their unique perspective, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast and website are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments suggestions, or correction of errors. Privacy is of the utmost importance to us. For those wishing anonymity, people, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast have been changed to protect confidentiality at the request of certain guests. This website or podcast should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis for expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast or website. In no way does listening, reading, emailing, or interacting on social media with their content establish a doctor-patient relationship. If you find any errors in any of the content of this podcast or blogs, please send a message through the contact page. This podcast is owned by KDD Media Company.